EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading Lovely to have your company um, Doing the show standing up you know, I bought the, <laughs> I bought standing desks for the office two years ago when I moved here and I don't reckon I've used them much and you know what, it's better I'm just going to say it's better I like standing up. I like standing up at my computer. Now and then, I still sit down the majority of the time. There's something freeing about standing up, but um, I think it's also helpful when I'm talking to be standing up. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Lovely to have your company here on the EFTM podcast. Trevor along with you. If you've got a tech question or you want to talk about um, cars or gadgets or something cool you've bought or are thinking of buying, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. We've got Click Frenzy on now. Uh, we've got Black Friday next week. All this leading up to Christmas. It's an epic time to be a consumer. Uh, deals going around. Um, and the way I understand it, all, all the companies are going to make it so much easier for you to buy. Uh, even the uh, bricks and mortar retail stores are going to work hard to ensure that it's also almost frictionless and, and, and simple to buy from them. Um, it doesn't have to just be the online kind of click and go experience. In fact, I understand, and I won't go into too much detail about this without verifying, but I understand that... Um, some major retailers will allow you to, you know, look at something on the internet and go, oh, that's interesting, and then ring the store and go, hang on a minute, do a better deal. And they will then, like, text message you a link to an updated shopping cart which has the discounted deal. Because you know how you negotiate in a store? A lot of people will and do, and you might save 3%, 5%, 10%, who knows? Um, but you also might you might prefer that retailer because the way they do shipping or whatever – so if you can get a matched price or something like that, that's pretty cool. So I understand that will be possible and that'll be uh, well worth checking out over the little time ahead. There is a lot to talk about this week, uh, everything from gaming to uh, luxury jets to new iPhones and uh, expensive headphones, plus a few people on the line I've got to get to on their calls. I'm, I'm struggling to get to a few people because they're in Western Australia and I, I'm, I don't, maybe I need to switch to the afternoon recording. I try and get this done by 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking I might need to start at midday so that I don't have the time zone issues of Western Australia. I don't like, rake, I don't like ringing people at 7 or 8 in the morning. I feel like it needs to have an 8.30 or later kind of caveat. So anyway, that's where I'm at right now. Good times, classic hits and great rock and roll. Uh, you're listening to the EFTM Podcast. Well, I just want to tell you about something I wrote about on EFTM and I thought, what? Well, I thought two things. What a massive wank and I thought, what a massive flex. And, you know, I'm going to err on the ladder there because why the hell wouldn't you? Now, let's all just dream for a minute. You know you know when those $80 million lottos are on, you get to dream about what you do with it. Let's all just dream for a minute. Let's assume we had stacks of cash. Let's assume we were in the market for a private jet. Uh, Embraer have a private jet which sells uh, more than any light jet on the planet. It's only 50 or 60 a year, but it's like a $10 million aircraft. Um, and I got, <laughs> I got an email telling me about what Porsche had done. Now, I'll talk in a minute about that Porsche experience I had down at Sydney Airport. But just for imagine, a minute, minute imagine you're spending $12, $13 million on a, on a private jet. And then you go, you know what? Sure, I'll dip in an extra six hundred grand. Give me a Porsche 911 Turbo S. 
um, but I want them to match. Now, here's how deep this partnership goes. I think there's only 10 of them, so 10 jets, 10 cars. One of 10. Imagine having one of 10. So you get a car and a jet, and they look the same. They've got similar paint jobs. Um, the car, I think, and jet share embroidery or embossed logos, not Porsche, not Embraer, this kind of fancy logo they've created for the partnership on the seats. Um, obviously, it's limited edition, so there's that. You get a watch, which has an um, altimeter kind of horizon guide on the stopwatch built into it, just a, a virtual one painted on. Um, you get luggage for the car. Like, you'd be one of 10 people with that luggage. But here's my favorite thing about this. This is the ultimate flex. So you're driving down, let's say you're in Sydney, you're on Southern Cross Drive, you're in Brisbane on the uh, airport link, or you're in Melbourne on the Tullamarine, right? You're driving down and you flick the spoiler up on the on the 911 and the people behind you see the rego of your plane. So you've got your rego plate in its normal position, but underneath the wing, it's blue, and in white writing is the rego of your plane. I mean, that is... But then on the key in your pocket, the rego is also on each side of the key. I just think that is awesome. Now, there's only 10 of them, so it's not really a difficult thing for them to do, but it's, it's purely bespoke. And it just made me think, far out. The other half? I don't think it's the other half. It's it's the upper point one. <laughs> just imagine. So, and it did. It came at a timely um, moment for me because I had only just done um, the Porsche launch control experience down at Sydney Airport. Now, when I was invited to this, I was like, wow, you what? You want me to drive a Porsche on Sydney Airport? Yes, I'll be there. Cancelled something else just to do that um, because this is money can't buy, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity stuff. Now, Porsche don't put on these events for Trevor Long. They don't put them on just for the media. They put them on for their customers. So Porsche Centre Sydney uh, coordinated this whole thing where they were able to hire one runway on Sydney Airport because there's no traffic, right? There's no airplanes flying, not enough of them to need the third runway or a second runway even because one of the, run- the east-west runways covered in Qantas planes. So the 16L34R runway, which is the third runway that goes out into Botany Bay, the, the newest of the three runways there, was stopped to all air traffic. And there was a bunch of Porsche 911 turbos um, set up and tested. And I think 48 or 50 exclusive Porsche clients were invited along. Now, these are people who are either they've got their names down for Porsche 911, they've bought a Porsche 911 in the past, um, or they're just such top-tier clients that they're going to get invited along. So they went in after us, but the experience they got was the same. It was, you know, go through security vetting and then there's a like a uh, Melbourne Cup marquee with catering and a Porsche 911 Turbo in it. And then you get sh- uh, shuttled out to the uh, uh, runway in a, in a Porsche Cayman. You get dropped off and you get to drive with an instructor um, who's, you know, an experienced race car driver. You get to drive from zero to 240-odd in 400 metres and experience the brutality of launch control then loop around, come back again, and just give a little squirt at the line, go 1,000 metres, and we were able to top 300 kilometres an hour. It was the best experience I've had in a very long time. It's going to be hard to top, um, but it was awesome. It was, that, was a, that was kind of the other half-living thing because there are people, everyday people, who buy Porsches, good on them. Um, but, man, it was awesome. Well, you know, I used to fly a lot, so I haven't seen that runway in a while. And you know my favourite thing about it, standing on the runway waiting to get my turn. I actually sat down and knelt down and felt the runway, and the runway is quite corrugated. The concrete on a runway is very, very corrugated. It's like one inch of, of um, concrete and then a gutter of about half a, half a centimetre or a centimetre wide 
and about half a centimetre, centimetre deep, and then another inch, which just made me appreciate how hard it is to lay runway. But it's because you want the water to flow off the runway, right? You don't want water pooling on the runway. So it's an unbelievably corrugated surface to the point where the cars made this whirring sound. I'm like, is that the turbo? No, that's the that's the sound of the tyres going 200 and something kilometres an hour on an airport runway. It was awesome. The full video of that experience, uh, as best I could do, because we weren't allowed to take cameras onto the runway, they were, we just used provided vision and whatnot, um, is up at EFTM.com and our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash EFTM online. Jump on there and hit subscribe if you're a YouTube lover. Um, it's lovely to get those extra subs and, and to have people enjoy and share that content. Um, to be honest, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I'm still struggling to find my feet on platforms. Um, and as a side note, people in the Man Cave on Facebook, if you're a Facebook fan, uh, forward slash EFTM, facebook.com forward slash EFTM. The group is called The Man Cave. Jump in, have a chat. There's lots of people there. Great people, all willing to share stories and help each other out. Um, I was having this conversation there about whether or not I should set up a WhatsApp group. But you can only have 200 people in a, 250 people in a WhatsApp group. So that died in the house pretty quickly. And then I thought, maybe I'll do text message. Now, there was enough people, at least 20 or 30% of people going, yeah, no, 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 mate. Text message is private. I don't want your rubbish there. But see, the challenge for me, here's my challenge. And this is the challenge of all publishers, but certainly the smaller publishers like me, where, you know, you're not getting a million people a month, so that kind of mass isn't there. You build a, a loyal, strong audience following, you know, 16,403 people on Facebook right now. And that's not a thing I keep in my head. It's on a sign on the wall. Um, thousands of people in an email database. Um, thousands of people following on other social platforms. But you put out a piece of content and it goes to, it goes to, Five or ten percent of those people, and I don't know that people realise this, but if and if you click like on a page on Facebook, so let's just use EFTM as an example, you've stumbled across this podcast. You click like on the EFTM page, that doesn't mean you see everything we publish. Ten percent of people see what we publish, so on a good day, two or three thousand people see an article on Facebook that we publish, not sixteen thousand, and it's it's stupid because all those people chose to click that button but they don't get the choice to see the content. So to, to genuinely see the content, you have to go in, you have to go to the EFTM Facebook page, you have to click the three little dots, you have to click, I think, follow details, and there's a sub-menu that says you want to you want to favourite the site. It's, it's made bloody hard for you to see what I create uh, and for me to get to you. And so that's what I'm grappling with is this kind of instant, like, you know, I would pay five, six cents per SMS to send it out to thousands and thousands of people because I know that they would click and they would read. And I wouldn't send SMSs about every article. It'd be like, oh, the iPhone review, let's do that. The Xbox and PlayStation review, let's do that. Not because Realme announce a phone or because, you know, EFM have this cool new charging case. No, no. The, the top tier content, you know, it might be 10% of our content, but you push that out. That's what I want people to see. And it's a, it's a massive punish because we here in Australia – are punished by being in Australia. We're not in the global audience of YouTube. So to get traction on YouTube for the same, like I publish a YouTube video, there's probably 30 of them globally on um, on the iPhone, for example. But the American uh, publishers get all the all the views because they have the algorithm seeked in their favor because they've gained such audience because they are American. What we need is these companies, if this ACCC rubbish that's going on, what we need is the ACCC to force those those companies like Facebook and Google to push Australian content more. Push Australian content to the top of the search. The algorithm should be that when you search for iPhone 12 mini or iPhone 12 mini review, Stephen Fennick, 
Trevor Long, Jen Dudley-Nicholson, Chris Griffith, all the people that reviewed that phone this morning should be the first four items. But it's hard for a small publisher to be in that list because, you know, Chris and Jen, for example, News and, and the Oz, they're, they're up there featured. I can get it because I have nine news. But EFGM and TechGuide, it's very hard to push that up the list. And it's not just about SEO. It's just about the algorithm and the and the I guess the quality of the other sites, like CNET and The Verge, they're massive, right? But shouldn't Australians be reading Australian content? Anyway, I've rambled on. <laughs> I'd be, I'd welcome your views. EFTM.com, click Ask Trev. Let me know what you think. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Trev, along with you, let's keep going with calls. G'day, Michael. Oh, yeah, Trev. Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, well, uh, I... Wanted to buy one of these new um, iPad Airs, and uh, rather than fork out all the cash, I was trying to get on a plan over a couple of years. And um, I've I've got um, I used to have a plan with Telstra years ago, and I ported off there due to work because I had my phone go over to them, and uh, so I didn't have a plan with them. And uh, so I thought, oh. Buy one online. They had one at a reasonable sort of rate um, over two years, or so I'll go for that. And I um, asked for it, and uh, it was actually just before Victoria opened up, and uh, and uh, they said uh, I ordered it online, and with that got the confirmation, and uh, then they said, oh, you have to go down to your local Telstra store to identify yourself. I said, like, oh, that's a bit odd. Okay, oh. so, and I thought, wait a sec, they're all closed. Um, they're all closed here in Melbourne, and um, thought can't do that. Um, so eventually contacted and I said, no, you can't get down there. And as it turned out, a couple of days later, they did open up. Huh. So, so a bit weird, but anyway. So, so I go down to the Telstra store and they go, your, your account's fine. It's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, oh, it looks like somebody might have actually done something to it, but we'll, we'll okay. But we haven't got any of those iPads in stock. Uh, you're best to go home and uh, order it online. So, right. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> so great customer service. Okay. Well, it's there for an hour, going through all the rigmarole. Come back and order again, and then they decline it again. I go, what's wrong with it now? And um, after three hours of my life on the chat to Telstra, because for some reason you can't ring Telstra because <laughs> How good um, text message chat <laughs> with a robot come person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And once you get past it, the um, the robot chat, you actually. I eventually got hold of a person. They said, um, after three hours, and the, the responses are pretty late between, between you, do, you do a response and they come back after a while. Yeah. And um, they uh, said, oh, because you haven't had an account for, um, with Telstra over uh, currently and you haven't had an account for more than six months, you can't buy any um, device on, on a plan. I go, that's odd. Um, so, and I said, is this just me or is this everyone? He says, no, this is everyone. Uh, no, one, no one can actually buy, if you don't have an account going with Telstra for more than six months, you can't buy any devices on a plan, which I thought was bizarre. And yeah. um, so I put a complaint in the Telstra. They come back and said, no, that's the case. That's 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 the case. You can't buy any devices. So anyway, I, I mean, I used to work for Telstra. Um, uh I'm an IT professional. I actually do call centers for a living. Um, yeah. So I, I thought I found it interesting. That's what I thought I'd um, um, report it to you. I thought you'd find it interesting. And the fact that you guys have been sort of um, working with um, Telstra a bit lately, I thought um, I'll let you guys know. I think it's a G up. I think it's crazy 
Because how are you meant to get new customers if you're only letting current customers buy stuff? It's just ridiculous. Michael, you know what I'd say? I'd say, listen, we, we could we could sit here and we could talk to – you know what I'd do? I'd go to the Apple store and I'd buy it on a on an interest-free from them. Yeah, well, I'm actually thinking about just going down there and buying it. Um, but remember, it's a little bit but hard remember to get. with Apple – um, you can buy interest-free. Like, you can do it all online. You know, there's an application yeah. process and finance. You've got to have good credit, all that stuff, but you've probably got all that. You just, just Telstra's stupid system has some, you know, flag against it or something of the like. The yeah. Like, you could buy, I think if they do, and it's 0% interest. I'm not selling it here, to be clear. I'm not giving financial advice or anything. But Yeah, um, I've looked at that in the past, and they say it's 0% interest, but you look into it, actually, they they charge you an account-keeping fee. It's only... Five bucks a month, but it is. Still, it's, I think it's better free. advice than saying put it on your credit card, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, because that—that's often what I say to people: is look, you know what? The drama of it all. Get a low, 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 low-use credit card and pay it off as quick as you can off that thing. You know, um, mm. honestly, it's just crazy. And buying stuff through Apple is 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 pretty pretty common in terms of uh, using their. Yeah, I, I just. So, yeah. I, I just bought an iPad for my um for my wife actually through there and I just paid cash for it and yeah. um, it was easy um and that's what I might do um but that's uh, just crazy man I find that staggering I, I mean I will send it on to Telstra and ask them what the hell's going on but I just for me that's that point where you go oh, Jesus Telstra what are you doing just and that's <laughs> that's when it's like you know what just go to someone else they 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 need to know this kind of stuff is what drives away customers. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why I thought I'd, I'd be interested to tell you guys because um, I know you got um, uh, you talked to the PR people of Telstra and um, and uh, thought uh, it was just a funny story because right. I thought uh, that's just crazy. ridiculous. I just th- yeah. you'd never think you'd hear such a thing, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, anyway. I, I will. I'll f- if you don't mind, I'll forward your email on to Telstra and just say, listen, you might have lost a customer here, people. Yeah, yeah, and I'm more than happy for you to let that get that through. And um, uh, it's good to talk to you. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. And, no, it's just um, if you've had a shocking experience like Michael, I mean, tell us just that, and that's that thing, customer service, right? That's the biggest problem is customer service. You've got to get that right or you lose people and you lose people fast. So uh, simple things go wrong and, and that's what happens. Anyway, uh, I will forward that on to Telstra, but I, th- have a, I suspect Michael will just buy that uh, quickly somewhere else. Now, I won't spend too long on this because I, I figure we'll probably talk about it a bit on the Two Bucks Talking Tech, if not this week, then next. But um, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, both out this week. Xbox out today, PlayStation on Thursday, 799, 749, uh, PlayStation and Xbox respectively. Um, they're awesome. Game load times are mega because the solid-state drive games load not almost instantly. They still take a while to load into memory, but it's... I think in my review of the Xbox, I said it's instead of being able to go and go to the bathroom or make dinner, you can now just go and grab a drink from the fridge and come back and it's ready to go. Um, And I noticed that most with Forza Horizon, for example, which we play a lot. But from an Xbox perspective, like it's a super powerful device and over time we'll see some amazing graphics come out of it. But it was still the same gameplay experience for me. Whereas the PlayStation 5 was was overwhelmingly new, not just this crazy new design, which I've really grown to love, but the controller is now called the DualSense controller. It's brand new, and it's all it's completely been rethought. So you're playing a game, and imagine, you know, if you're one of those people that kind of 
it tilts tilts the the controller when you're trying to steer a car or pushes down when you're trying to go up that the controller now reacts to those movements in certain games and they built Astro's Playroom as an example of all those movements the touchpad is is super multi-touch interactive the the trigger on your on your finger can be like multi-level it doesn't have to be just on and off or you know tr- variants of the two it can be multiple actual uses to the trigger um, the vibrations are immensely different and more unique all over the controller. They've just redesigned that experience. And I think putting that into that controller makes it the pick of the bunch because they've really rethought the gaming experience. And just wait to see how games adapt to that. It's going to be fascinating and fantastic. So for me, the PlayStation 5 is the pick of the two. But I think it would be very rare for someone to be going, oh, which one should I get? Because you're either an Xbox or a PlayStation person or household or you're both. Now, if you're both and you're wondering which one to get first, get the PlayStation. Put your money into the PlayStation, then save your money for the Xbox. Um, that would be how I describe it. If you're also someone who thinks, Jesus Christ, it's expensive, the Xbox Series S is slim, uh, small, and, and has the fast load times. doesn't have quite the graphics capabilities, but that absolutely doesn't change how amazing it is. So... I, I wouldn't uh, shy away from the Series S as a great upgrade to pretty much any of the Xbox One generations. So um, those are my thoughts on the brand new, new generation consoles that are launching this week. Um, videos uh, of what they look like are up at our YouTube channel and the full review of Xbox and PlayStation are up at EFTM.com. Trevor along with you, helping you through the world of technology as it affects you directly, and uh, perhaps it's affecting other people the exact same way, which is why we take your calls. G'day, Jody. Hi. How can I help you? I was interested in buying a gaming TV, but I was wondering what the best one would be to buy um, under $800. Wow. Now, is this for you or someone else in no, your life doing my, a bit of gaming? No, my son, not me. <laughs> um, and when you say TV, what's he hooking up to it? Uh, one's got an Xbox and one's got a PlayStation. Right. Okay. So, um, that's, that's nice and easy for them to not fight about things. They've got one each. That's good. And 800 is, is the budget, right? Yes. Um, now gaming's a challenge, right? Now I'll be very clear. They're going to complain about whatever you buy. Um, (laughs) unless you spend a couple of thousand on an LG, which has a whole bunch of features, uh, called free sync or millisecond refresh rates, all these amazing things that make gaming even better, right? Mm-hmm. So just tell them to suck it up because you're buying them a new TV, all right? That's the first thing you need to do. Okay. Um, I would argue, though, are they going to use it for other things? Obviously, it's just TV. They're going to watch Netflix oh, and stuff Netflix. on it as well? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I've I've been – like, how often do they game? Is it a daily thing or a weekly thing? Uh, prob- probably a weekly. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I class myself as slightly one, one step below them, not weekly. I try and game as much as I can, but I've never bought a TV specifically for the purpose of gaming. So, and I've frankly never noticed the issues that people report with TVs if they game every day. And those issues are things we call lag or, or refresh rate. So if you're, if you're doing something on the controller, if it's two milliseconds later on the TV, that's a bad thing, right? It's crazy. Milliseconds we're talking here, uh, Jody. Don't yep. worry about all that. They're going to get a nice TV, and you're going to be able to get a decent 2020 TV for that price as well. There's two Hisense TVs in that price range. Uh, the yep. series, and the way to Hisense works is Series Five isn't as good as Series Eight, for example. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you were to buy the Series Five 58-inch TV, 
It's not quite as good as the Series 8 50-inch TV. So that's a size question, right? Okay, but, yep. But would the boys prefer something that's 58 inches over something that's 50? You know, it's a real – this is the problem is that challenging part of the whole thing where you go, well, I'd still prefer it to be just a bigger TV. <laughs> so, okay. But to be honest, at that price, you're not going to get much bigger than 55 inches. Yeah. Well, the 50S8 would – 50, I don't think size – it's going in their bedroom, so... Yeah, run um, with the 50, S8. Yeah. It's a beautiful TV. Yeah. It's got Netflix and all those things built into it. Um, oh, it's a nice-looking TV as well, just quietly. The, the stand is, is nice. I think you'd be very happy with that. It's a really good quality awesome. TV from Hisense, all right? Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've heard before you mentioned the Hisense, and, yes, yeah, so I've had a look at the S5 and S8 and just wasn't quite sure which one on the, the gaming side. I know they'd be good anyway for for watching but yeah um um, i'm trying to find quickly the refresh rate on it but in the end it doesn't really matter because that's that's kind of bang for your buck what you're going to get it has a refresh rate of 100 hertz which is pretty good it's certainly not slow like an l if you bought an aldi tv they'd notice oh okay yeah all right Awesome. Happy yep. shopping, Jody. Probably now's the okay. time to buy as well this next week and a half. Um, yep. Just keep your eye on stock levels because they'll sell fast and, and it's Black yep. Friday next Friday. So expect some interesting deals. So maybe keep oh, your okay. eye on it over the next yep. seven days. Awesome. Thank all you right. very much no for your No worries help. at all. Anytime. Okay. Uh, if you like Jody and you've got a tech question, happy to help always. Um, everyone's unique with their needs and their, their individual questions, but um, often there's, you know, Little intricate things we can all learn along the way. Happy to help anytime. This is the podcast. Now, this one I haven't fully reviewed yet, so I haven't published this, but keep an eye out for it. I took the DJI Pocket 2 with me up to the Hunter Valley on the weekend for a little family getaway, and I, I kind of never really have used it properly and understood its full features, even the original um, Pocket. Uh, this is a, a, a device that kind of, if you imagine you, you've got a, like a fist grip and you open it up a bit, <clears throat> the camera will slide, the, the body of the camera will slide into your, into your hand and the, the gimbal of the camera sits above it. And when I say gimbal, it means that it's stabilised. So if you shake your hand, the, the camera stays steady. It's beautiful. The new one is 4K resolution. It has new advanced features. But at its heart, it's just better quality. And I took it, <clears throat> um, we're at the Hunter Valley Gardens. We're looking for my mum. We're going to surprise her. Um, and I was literally walking quite fast, not quite running, but walking quite fast. And the stable, the video was just beautifully stable. I published one of these on my, I think on my Trevor Long Facebook page, but I'm going to re-edit the video in 4K and put it on the YouTube channel. Um, the There was a couple of things about it. The, the light performance was exceptional because this was dark night with bright Christmas lights, right? So I thought that was a good setting for testing these things. And the stabilization was amazing. Um, I haven't quite nailed all the features like following things and different stuff, but broadly, quality is exceptional. Now it's a, you know, not a cheap device, but and it doesn't really replace a GoPro. But I think anyone that's thinking, oh, GoPro is a good thing to have, like for filming birthday parties and things, probably not really. Like a GoPro is good for attaching to things. I don't think a GoPro is amazing for holding and walking around with. Um, although you know the stabilization of the GoPro, don't get me wrong, is amazing. I feel it's fit for purpose best where it's attached to things. Whereas this is more about, you know, like filming yourself, filming the things around you. And my daughter's doing a little vlog and it's pretty cool. She's using an older version. Um, look, it's such a great camera. It really is. And I think it's probably underrated quite heavily uh, in the camera game. So I think it's well worth looking for if you're someone that travels a bit because it's a really great way to capture um, the, the beauty of your travels. 
as well as you know personal vlogging and stuff like that. It's got a little screen on it, so you see it all happen. It's fantastic. So that's the DJI Pocket 2. Uh, keep an eye out for that one, uh, full review at EFTM.com very, very soon. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, the other thing that is already up at EFTM.com, if you scroll back just a couple of weeks, a couple of days even, um, is the uh, Sennheiser HD800S 75th Anniversary Edition headphones. My dear Lord God, these things are beautiful. Just Beautiful. Now, the HD800S are reference headphones, and they come in a kind of a greyish, kind of uh, dull silver uh, covering, uh, open, open-backed open um, style of headphones, so people around you can hear what you listen to. They're not made for you know quiet areas. Um, they're made for hearing music as it was intended. The 75th anniversary edition are the exact same headphones, exact same price, but in a matte gold or kind of brushed copper look. I don't know how you describe it. Um, and they are... They're individually numbered. So there's 750 of them, and there's only 50, the number 15 that I've got. It's, it was awesome to, to hear them, let alone um, have a look at them. Um, I struggled initially because there's no 3.5mm jack for these things. There's a 45 which is for specific things, and there's the 6 and a bit for your big big block amplifiers and stuff. So I actually had to get a headphone amp from Sennheiser. Um, and what I did was I took the digital output of my computer, and I subscribed to Tidal, which is a lossless music streaming service, um, high-quality uh, audio, really beautiful uh, quality, master quality in many cases, if not hi-fi. Um, and they also have uh, music videos, by the way. My God, concerts and things, brilliant. I found them finally. Billy Joel live at Chase Stadium. The concert is on title. Um, and it's excellent quality to listen to. I, I'm not an audiophile, so it's a struggle to uh, really articulate these headphones. But let me tell you this. Um, I believe I was hearing the music more like it was ever intended. So Bohemian Rhapsody, a song I've heard on many headphones many times over many years. I, it was the same song. But I feel like the, the highlighted items were very clear to me. A guitar highlighted in certain areas, a keyboard highlighted in certain areas, and not drowned out by other things which were kind of um, equalised to them. Um, there was no excessive bass. There was no excessive treble. There was no mids. It, this was just neutral, and that's the point of reference headphones. Um, if you're someone who wants bass, then you need to go and buy beats. But these things are for... Studios, the boys at the Robertson Brothers mentioned me and said, can we please have a listen to those things? Because these are the things that will hear how the music's going to be sent out, how people interpret it they're in, whether they're using a Sennheiser, a JBL, a Bose, a Beats sound profile is, is up to them. But what you want to make sure is what you're hearing is what you want it to be. And so these were just magnificent. They are $2,599. They're not cheap. But most people would go, that's ridiculous. But here's, here's my thing. When you retire... And you think about how you want to, you know, enjoy your retirement. I'm probably the kind of guy that will caravan because <laughs> um, I'll probably be done with traveling the world by then. But I definitely am the kind of person that can sit and listen to music. I can just sit for hours listening to music. Uh, that's why I don't mind driving on my own, just listen to music. When you hear music done well, man just get a new appreciation for the artist, the composer, the producer, everyone involved. It was really beautiful. It was really fascinating. And and I don't know if the store's fully open yet, but the Sennheiser store in Sydney, you can go to and you, you can listen to those $60,000 headphones that Fennec and I talked about last year or early this year. Jesus. Um, but you can also listen to the HD 800s, um, which are there with a music collection and everything to listen to. So it's a really nice thing. If you go into the city in Sydney one day, 
whether you're a tourist or you're working or you're shopping, just pop into the Sennheiser store on uh, Pitt Street, uh, just off Martin Place, um, and just experience audio. It's a really beautiful thing to hear music as it was intended uh, and well worth listening to. That's the Sennheiser HD800S Anniversary Edition headphones. Happy birthday to Sennheiser and uh, full uh, video and uh, detailed review uh, up at EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Trevor along with you, helping you out with your tech questions. Whatever you've got going on, happy to help. G'day, Michael. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Okay. Well, I, I do some self-help group for a... Sorry, I do some help for a self-help group uh, who've got a peer-to-peer network, and we're always having problems in uh, forcing the uh, Windows updates to happen because I've created a normal non-admin user that they all use on the different computers, and they don't have access to the administrator one. I wanted to see if there's some way that I can force the all the win, outstanding Windows updates to happen when they turn off the computer, not necessarily every night if possible, but maybe if I specify you know, when they turn it off on a Thursday, it'll go off and do all the, all the outstanding updates. Or if there's a free third-party program that will allow me to do that for them. Yeah. Look, it's... Um, so. I mean, it's a bit nerdy because so you're obviously going to need to dig into a bit here because it's not like Windows have in when Windows 10 first came out it was horrible the the, the way it did updates it was just kind of automatic and it would just restart in the middle of the day but they've 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 really narrowed it down now so that you can pause updates you can tell it your working hours and all these different things but for your situation which is you know a lot more along the lines of um, very specific uh, you know you want to do it on a certain way certain time. Um, it's a touch harder. So you will need, as you said, to do like a batch file or something like that. Look, it's not something I've done in a very long time, but a quick look online. There are some reasonably good um, user guides um, from as recently as June this year, which is great. Um, okay. But I just, I, man, I, I just don't know how reliable it'll be in terms of making sure that, you know, it happens at shutdown, for example. So you're going to need to dig a little bit, but it's a fun like it's a fun thing to do. I mean, if I had the time, it, it'd be a fun one to, to dig into. But, you know, um, I don't know also whether it might need to run on an admin account too. That might be your biggest challenge. Okay. Um, yeah. But a Windows update doesn't specifically always need, you know, uh, admin privileges. It just might need it to run the batch file that will then run the Windows update. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I hadn't considered that. So that might yeah, be the only that- challenge you have. Yeah, it, it's just that an, uh, a number of times, uh, I mean, there's a couple of computers there that I haven't had any updates done since uh, back in June because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like the time it was set up to do it, well, obviously the computer was not, and then obviously Windows didn't recognise that I didn't do it, and that's my time to do it. So they're just all these outstanding things causing some sort of issues with their printers and scanners and other bits and pieces. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think that the, the first protocol is there are some good guides online. Um, I just looked for batch, use a batch file to download and update Windows um, 10, which is fine. There's a really good update there at the windowsclub.com. Um, that, that oh, yeah. Literally, it literally gives you the, the text for a batch file, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And then I think you could probably test that pretty quickly on a non-admin account to see whether that's going to work. And if that fails, you might need to look at how you run an admin account that will then schedule itself to run this batch file at different times. That's going to be the challenge if they're only using the other account. So a bit of, bit of playing around still to be done there, mate, I think. 
Well, it'll keep me busy and stop me thinking about we've just got out of our lockdown down here in Melbourne, so that's why I'm driving down to see my sister for the first time. Well, I'm sure, I hope I hope she's going to be pleased to see you, mate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she will be. Uh, good all stuff. Right. All right, mate. You're a good man I helping out like that, mate. And uh, hopefully it, it all comes together for you, buddy. All right. And if I have any success, I'll just send you an email. Yeah, that'd be great. I just in case someone else uh, uh, has the same sort of issue. Absolutely. Love to know how it works, mate. Good on you. Great. Thanks very much, Enjoy Trevor. the drive. Enjoy the drive. And uh, Melbourne doing so well down there. Um, like 11 days of zero cases, which is awesome. Um, that's not to say it's going to start like that forever because it comes and goes and... yeah. So goes life. We're all doing pretty bloody well here, though. But it's just awesome to see Melbourne people back out and about and allowed to travel within Victoria now, and it won't be too long before uh, you can come here and we can go there. Uh, it's just Queensland that's holding out and Western Australia. God, so painful. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back to uh, Australian normal soon, and then hopefully one day down the track we'll all be able to fly again. Uh, in the meantime, we'll wait for the borders to open, and I'm looking forward to heading down to Melbourne and uh, and Perth myself just to – just to fly again. <laughs> I'm just going to burn through the freaking fly points because they're of no other use to me. Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch, go to the website, EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev and leave your details. We'll get you on the show. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Taking your calls, helping you out with anything that's going on in your world. Gary's on the line. G'day, Gary. Hey, Trevor. How you going, mate? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I've recently bought a DJ Mavic Mini, which I love. Um... How good is it? I just took mine to the Hunter Valley with me. I've got a Mavic Air 2, a big one, and the Mavic Mini. Do you know what? I just find the Mini so much better, simpler, easier, just buzz straight up in the air and off you go. Um, It's a great little device. What would you pay for it, by the way? Uh, I got it for $7.99. I got the Maverick Combo More Kit. uh, Yeah, right. Perfect. Which is pretty good. So before that, I had a Parabipop, which was uh, six years old, but – the batteries were ruined, and by the time I bought new batteries, cheaper to buy a new drone. Mate, that so, Bebop was a, was a good thing six years ago, but gee whiz, we've come a long way. Yes, we have. Uh, the reason I'm ringing, Trevor, um, I've just recorded a heap of footage on the Bebop, got a uh, MacBook, went to import the footage via the Maverick drone um, apps via the iPhone, mm. put on the MacBook. Now, all the footage I put into iMovie did a beautiful edit. Now... When I went to export it, it said the codex weren't supported. So I've tried Googling uh, heaps of options. Everyone's yeah. telling me research is saying basically get a Adobe, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Have you come across that during your experience? So the only thing I, I did on the weekend, it wasn't via the DJI Mini, but I was using the DJI Pocket, their little, you know, little portable camera, and it would be a similar problem in terms of video file compatibility i found that um when i was pulling stuff off the drone off the camera via the iphone it was it was not bringing them down in 4k it was changed conversion there was a few things going on so what i ended up doing was just going take the sd card out and put that directly into the computer have you tried that yeah i've tried it's still the same thing thing. because the actual the raw footage uh because as you know it's only 2.7k the Mm. raw footage is beautiful it's when I um, actually go to convert it, like, say, to 1080, like, for, like, a movie, That's it says um, the codex unsupported by iMovie for some reason. And so is this – can you see it at all in iMovie, or is it only when you try and export No, it? No, you can see the whole film. Like, I spent, like, an hour and a half, like, doing all the beautiful scenery and music and titles and everything, and then when I went to, kind of, like, export it, I even tried to export it, like, to a YouTube clip, and it wouldn't do it either. 
What I've done, I just recently bought a Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 Plus tablet from Optus. Yeah. I even tried because I've got the I've got the USB C um, adapter for the memory card. Yeah. I even tried that. Same thing, didn't work either. So I've I've done my research. As I said, I just don't know what to do. Well, uh, okay, now we have to obviously park the fact that you've already got footage, which might be you know, hard to retrieve if we go down this next path. But have yep. you also tried just changing the, the settings? Is there a different record setting on the um, on the Mav, on the Mini? Yeah, I've tried the Mini. Uh, there's also a 1080p as well. I've tried that. Same thing didn't work. Oh, what a pain. So, well, obviously I'm thinking... I also think it's amazing that it's allowing you to see it in iMovie, play with it, create a video, and it's only when you save or export the video that you get the error. Yes, correct. So I'm thinking before I go and invest like a couple hundred dollars in a Adobe Movie Maker, maybe it might be like an alternate. So I don't know. Adobe Movie Maker. I mean, the, here's here's what you know what you should download. Uh, Black Magic. Um, oh, okay. Black Magic Design is an Aussie company. Um, yep. They have software called DaVinci. Uh, DaVinci okay. Resolve. It's a free software because yep. you know they make their money selling hardware. But this yep. this stuff works well with it. I would give it a try in that first. Now it's more advanced software. Don't get yep. me wrong, but the concept with all video editors is the same: layer upon yep. layer of video, audio, you know, overlay, transition. Like it's not yep. rocket science, okay? You, yep. you can make it as hard as you want it to be. Yep. Um, so, mate, I would try DaVinci Resolve, right? D A V I N C I DaVinci Resolve by Blackmagic. Okay. Because that's free. All right. If that doesn't work, then what I do is I have a subscription. I have a monthly, I pay a monthly subscription for Adobe Premiere, which yep. is my preferred choice for editing. But okay, it's also that it goes you know, well. a month. You'd want to be doing a lot of shooting if you're going to pay a monthly fee. Yep. All right, champ. Good luck, Gary. Give uh, Black Magic a go and let me know how it goes. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Jeez, Trevor. Mate. No worries thank at you. all. Bye. And uh, cool to see someone enjoying their uh, their little uh, DJI Mini, which is a fun drone. There's a new one just out. I didn't want to kind of mention that to Gary right there, but. Um, although the p- price he paid, so with what DJI do is they, they sell a drone, but then you can buy a little pack, and I think I've got it for the Air Mini that I've got, which is a Fly More, and that comes with a little case and extra batteries. It's kind of a really convenient way to um, to approach the, the whole, um, I guess, drone usage. If you have one battery, it's never enough because you want to fly more, um, which is why it's called the Fly More combo. Uh, but the new Mini 2 is doing 4K video and stuff like that, so it'll be pretty epic, and I can't wait to send that one up in the days and weeks ahead. Um, if you've got a tech question or something's making you scratch your head like Gary was, uh, just get in touch. Go to the website, uh, eftm.com, and click Ask Trev. And by the way, while we're talking headphones, which I mentioned earlier, Sennheiser, um, I've got some new ones in. I've got a lot of wireless headphones, to be honest. Uh, these ones, though, are from Brooklyn. Grado. If you follow closely and you have followed for a while, you'll know um, I've visited Grado's labs in Brooklyn. And these are not made in Brooklyn because you know, it's a different tool set, so they're made in China, but they're engineered in Brooklyn. They have the sound profile of Grado in every way, shape, or form, and they are beautiful. I'll bring you those again in the coming weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, if you don't mind, it'd be lovely if you left a, a rating or a review of some sort, whether it's just tweeting me or uh, going on Facebook and sending us a message or whether you've uh, got the time to do it in Apple Podcasts, if that's your podcast app of choice. 
um, it's always appreciated because, uh, hey, it makes me, A, remember people are there and, and are listening, um, but also, um, yeah, just it's a, it's a nice little shot in the arm. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week. Apologies for not being here last week. My kids were sick. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that at the start. My kids were sick. I was home and, you know, priorities. And the priorities always mean family first. So um, this show will always come second to my family. Um, and if we need to start traveling again, this show will also, I don't know what will happen to that. <laughs> because uh, traveling and podcasting together, not easy especially in this format with uh, callers and the like. Anyway, we'll worry about it. We'll cross that bridge in 2022, I guess. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.